Welcome to day 15 of Shaped by the Word, Season 3, The Story of Prophets. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Matt Kresge. And uh, we continue to read through the story of prophets and we unfold them into the larger story of Scripture. Of course, the prophets come on the scene in the last part of our Old Testament. Uh, they're warning Israel of the impending judgment that will come because of their unfaithfulness to God. And in several instances, the prophets actually embody the message you know, that they're bringing to the people. So you'll see Isaiah, you know, acting out, uh, going into exile. You'll see Ezekiel and Jeremiah also acting out major portions of their prophets, uh, of their prophecies. Uh, but few prophets are as personally involved as Hosea. God calls Hosea to marry an unfaithful wife. And in doing so, in the heartache that he experiences, we get a glimpse of the heartache that God experiences in his love for Israel and Israel's unfaithfulness to him. So it's quite a pointed and sometimes very gripping uh, you know, testimony that comes from Hosea. Uh, before we read, and of course our, our desire is not just to see the unfaithfulness of Israel, but to see our own tendencies to wander away from a, a God who deeply loves us. As we, as we read, we always offer ourselves and we always offer the moment to the Lord, asking the Lord through his word to reveal his heart and character to us, but also to penetrate deep into our heart and character and show us where we are inconsistent and call us back to a faithful walk with him. So before we read, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do um, come to you I'm thankful for your word, thank, thankful that it searches and and does call out those areas in our life that we need to repent of. And, and so, fathers, we hear the message of Hosea, and and we lean into the story. Um, would you draw us um, into a deeper relationship with you? Would we see um, our idolatry for what it is? And, and Father, would we repent and, and confess it before you and, and turn to you, knowing that you are a God who gives us much grace in Christ Jesus? Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the way it reveals um, you to us and the way that you continue to use it in, in our lives to build us up. Uh, so, Father, we ask for that. We ask that you would um, use your word in this time to transform us into the image of Christ. And, and, Father, would you glorify yourself through this time? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hosea chapter 1. Uh, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, uh, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, <clears throat> Go and marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I'll put an end to the kingdom of Israel. And that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lovrahama, which means not loved, for I will no longer show love to Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but I, the Lord their God, will save them. After she had weaned Lovrahama, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said, Call him Loami, which means not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand of the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In a place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. 
people of Judah and the people of Israel come together, they will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. Say of your brothers, my people, and of your sisters, my loved one. Rebuke your mother, rebuke her, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face and the unfaithfulness between her breast. Otherwise I will strip her naked and make her as bare as on the day that she was born. I'll make her like a desert, turn her into a parched land, and slay her with thirst. I will not show my love to her children because they are the children of adultery. Their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after many lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my olive oil and my drink. Therefore, I will block her path with horn bushes. I will wall her in so that she cannot find her way. She will chase after her lovers, but she will not catch them. She will look for them, but will not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband as at first, for then I was better off than now. She has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new oil, and who lavished on her the silver and gold, which they used for the bales. Therefore, I will take away my grain when it ripens, and my new wine when it is ready. I will take back my wool and my linen, intended to cover her naked body. So now I will expose her lewdness before the eyes of her lovers. No one will take her out of my hands. I will stop all of her celebrations, her yearly festivals, her new moons, her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will ruin her vines and her fig trees, which she said were her pay from her lovers. I will make them a thicket, and wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for the day she burnt incense to the bells. She decked herself with rings and jewelries and went after her lovers, but she forgot, declares the Lord. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back, give her, back her vineyards and will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the days she came up out of Egypt. And that day declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. I'll remove the names of the bells from her lips. No longer will the names be invoked. And that day I'll make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword in battle I will abolish from the land so that all may lie down in safety. I'll betroth you to me forever. I'll betroth you to me in righteousness and justice and love and compassion. I'll betroth you in faithfulness and you will acknowledge the Lord. And that day I'll respond, declares the Lord. I'll respond to the skies, and they will respond to the earth, and the earth will respond to the grain and the new wine and the olive oil, and they will respond to Jezreel. I'll plant her for myself in the land. I'll show my love to the one I called not my loved one, and I will say to those called not my people, you are my people, and they will say, you are my God. You have, as you do in the prophets, a mixture of both judgment and a call of God, you know, back to faithfulness and to repentance. And, of course, God's every uh, pronouncement of judgment. And, and these these are very hard, and you can feel them in a way that you, you know, sometimes are a little bit removed from them because you feel the personal betrayal of someone you love deeply. You know, as is embodied in Hosea, every... Uh, pronouncement of judgment is also a call to repent and it's also a call back to the one who has loved us and has given us everything you know that we have so Hosea is a very poignant prophecy what a way to start the book you know this call that Hosea gets and you said it is intimately involved in this call that you know Hosea is to go and marry Gomer and and then they have three kids and and that last you know each name has significant meaning but that last name 
you know, when it says, um, not my, which means not my people, you know, your name, the kid, low, I mean, not my people. And, and it being the reversal of that covenant. Lo you, know, the, uh, I'm not, you are not loved. Yeah, you are not loved. You know, for you are not my people, I am not your God. And just that, that great reversal of the kind of the covenant um, identity that we've come to see, you know, and we'll see time and time again in the prophets is God says, you know, then you will be my people and I will be your God. You know, I'll be your God, you'll be my people. And, and that's kind of this covenant identity. And here you have the outset saying, God saying, you are not my people, I am not your God, your idolatry you know, is, is on display. It's just a great, you know, we came off of, you know, season two of, of Shaped by the Word. We were talking about, you know, the the, the story of, of Scripture and how it is telling this overarching story of kind of creation, fall, and, you know, redemption and restoration. And when we see even those rhythms here as we're recounting the story of Israel and, you know, created to be in relationship with with their God, with, with, with their husband, and yet they're the unfaithful one, and he still, even though there is the judgment, comes in and redeems and restores them, and even some of the curses that they have are then, you know, reversed at one day, and I love how it ends, right? That they will say, you know, you are my God. And so again, just even in Hosea, getting to see a, a recounting of, of the story of Scripture, and it's a story of, that's our story as well. No, and it is you know, vivid as it, you know, vivid as it could possibly be. It's really you know, here. Uh, God puts Hosea in his position, and it's not you know that God is you know seeing a few people that kind of ignore him and kind of you know break a few of his rules along the way. He's seeing a people that he has deeply loved and has offered all of himself to and all of his blessings to, and they have spurned his blessing and turned away from him they've run after uh, run after other mm-hmm. lovers and the very gifts that he has given to them they offer as gifts you know to someone else and the very luxuries you know that they uh, hold dear you know for themselves are gifts of his common grace which points to his far deeper grace mm-hmm. you know of the covenant and of the love and when god finally says i will no longer love you and you will no longer be my people that is uh, that is ultimate divorce in other words the terms of the covenant you will be my people and i'll be your god so you're no longer my people you're no longer the recipients of my love but very quickly he turns back to the day when all of this will be restored Mm -hmm. i'll bring you back and i'll open up the skies and i'll open up you know the earth and i'll restore to you all of the fortunes and uh, we will you again be united under one leader of course which is a uh, vivid portrait you know of Christ and of course never vivid portrait we have of Christ as we see him as the groom and, and the church as the bride and his desire to present her to himself as full of glory radiant uh, washed and pure and uh, of course that's what is, happens here mm-hmm. and you have her you have Hosea inviting you know um, Gomer back into his life but as after a, a period of purification uh, you know that comes through judgment. Mm-hmm. That's what's so striking about the second chapter is, is and you're talking about this. It, you know, Israel's received all these good things from the Lord, and yet they've turned, you know, and just either turn and focus on those things. It's, she has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine, the oil, um, who lavished on her silver and gold, and, and yet they use these things to worship other things. And I mean, this is a picture of us. You know, we've received so many good things from the hand of the, of the Lord, and we think that either it was you know our abilities and things that we're able to earn those or 
we tend to just worship those things. But I love, you know, verse 13, the turn to 14, you know, the Lord declares, but me she forgot, therefore I'm going to allure, uh, allure her. Uh, I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. You know, the, the Lord's going to be the one that pursues her. And so despite Israel's, you know, just idolatry, forsaking the Lord, the Lord said, I'm going to be the one that will pursue her, you know, lure her back to me, and I will lead her into the wilderness. And you know, I mean, we know the biblical story, so we know the significance of the wilderness, but it will be there that, you know, the Lord will again reveal himself as the one who's sufficient. And in, in, incense called to the wilderness is called back to the beginning. Because yeah. this is the place where you know God betrothed Himself to His people, saying, "I will be your God, and you will be my people, uh, treasure possession for me among all the nations of the earth." And so it's a call back, you know, uh, out of the luxury of you know of uh, Israel at this particular time and of Judah in this particular time to the starkness of the wilderness, but to the true love or, or to the bond of love in which God has called His people to. And of course, when you hear you know that word in the place where it was said to them, "You are not my people," they will be called the children of the living God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apostle Paul applies that to us. <laughs> it's not only that Israel will be restored to uh, their relationship with God, but we will be brought in as well as a people who were once not a people, Gentiles, mm-hmm. um, but now have been called uh, the very children of God who have been brought into all the promises mm-hmm. uh, of Israel. So you have a lot of really nice images in that. David, why don't you um, close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, how incredible that though we have rebelled against you, though we have not acknowledged you, and though we've forgotten you, um, you have not forgotten us, and you've come after us um, in such grace and such mercy in, in the person of Jesus Christ. And and so, Father, we ask that that wonderful news would, would be pressed deep into our hearts and that we, in turn, would worship you for you are worthy and that we would live um, for your glory in light of the wonderful news of Jesus. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Amen.